Look alive, all of ya. I'm Retronomic looking for new games that bring retro back from the dead. And this is Retrograde, where we look at list countdowns and count ups. And this, and today we're going to be doing um, the top five paint themed games. I'll, I'll say that. I know, I know it might sound like arbitrary. It's like, okay, so there's a paint theme. No, it may sound like, well, there's a million games like that, but no, this is actually like has to do with paint in some way, you know? And uh, I'll, so I'll get into it. The first one, number five, is uh, Splash Cars. And you'll get the idea from this one alone. Uh, Splash Cars is basically a game where you're using a car to paint a space. And you have to paint a certain amount, like a certain percentage, 80%, and then you can open up the next level, 95%, you know, stuff like that. And uh, it's actually freaking fun as heck. It is kind of freemium, though. That's the problem. Uh, there's certain stuff that's locked behind getting a certain number of blueprints, uh, certain, I think it's a level, maybe? Um, certain amount of gold thing that stops you from being able to, like, progress in the level or uh, get a certain car or, yeah, I guess it was just the level. You have to beat a certain level. Um, but, yeah, so... It's kind of frustrating in that respect, but you can still play the game as much as you want. Oh yes, and there is energy. I forgot, you can't play the game as much as you want because you have energy, or gasoline in this thing, uh, fuel. Also, you either have to wait or watch ads, or just pay for it. I actually decided to pay for it. Um, I don't remember how much it was, actually. I think it was uh, $1.99. It might have been $4.99. I don't know. I was just like, screw it. I'm tired of messing around with this. I just want to play. So... Yeah, I put in. I just paid the money. Um, but yeah, it was. It's a really fun game, though. If if you give it a chance and try to ignore the fact that it does have that freemium, everything locked behind something, um, then yeah, you'll actually have a great time. Anyways, I mean, the playing just the levels over and over again are still fun. Um, you like level up as well your your own car to make it so you can get uh, you know a faster engine or things like that. But also like you'll have uh, um, power-ups, so certain power-ups will unlock, like uh, one of them is where you get it and now you're you're just a car that can't paint, but now all the cop cars that are coming after you, because in each level you have cop cars trying to smash into you and if you get too much damage it ends the run early, you know, uh, but that makes it so they're all paint cars, so then they run around doing the painting for you while you can just run around collecting coins or blueprints or whatever else there is, you know, and it's, it's really fun though, it feels just awesome to like fill a space with paint while you're, uh, you know, just flying around the level, it just feels really satisfying, I'll say that, there's something about these kind of games that um, it has a satisfaction to it, uh, but yeah, that's what I mean, you, you eliminate the whole place by filling it up with paint with your car, as well as uh, running past buildings or trees and things like that will automatically fill those up and even uh you can uh do tractors or garbage trunk and garbage trucks that will uh, if you go next to them without crashing into them that is um they'll get colored and then they start painting the level for you too on a set path usually but yeah and it's just so much fun they have all kinds of these cool uh power-ups as well and i haven't unlocked them all i don't even know what they all are but i know the ones that i have unlocked are really fun like, uh, they make it so your car gets bigger, so you can cover more space. Uh, they make it so you get an upgrade to, like, a tank or a super fast car that they have. Uh, they have to unlock later, you know. And uh, there's just so much fun with that. 
it's like, uh, especially the tank one, that one's really fun to just run around and, and blow everything up with paint, you know? And, uh, but yeah, no, there's certain things to it as well. Like, um, you can freeze the cops, a magnet to, you know, collect all the coins really quickly or any other stuff like, uh, you know, gas tanks. So there's a lot of different power-ups that are pretty cool. And uh, there's even a multiplayer mode as well. I haven't tried it out myself because every time I've tried, it takes forever to pair up with somebody, I guess. I don't know. It takes so long and I'm just like, okay, screw it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, so yeah, there is a multiplayer. I don't know if, you know, maybe uh, more people are playing in your area, but I guess there's not a whole lot of people in the area that I'm in. But it's a fun game. It's kind of older, so maybe that's why, but it's a really fun game. Freaking awesome. And it, it's satisfying in the way of like eliminating levels and stuff like that. You can get 100% if you're doing good enough, uh, especially the earlier levels, it's easy to get 100%. But, uh, you know, so you get that satisfaction of completion. Um, that, that sounded a bit weird. And, uh, you know, it's just a lot of fun. I'm telling you, Splash Cars is an awesome game where you're painting uh, a, you know, a city and stuff like that, or a neighborhood or things like that. And it's just awesome fun. Um, but it also feels like a racing game, even if there's no racing really involved. Uh, then there's number four. Uh, number four is not exactly painting, but it has a paint theme to it. Um, that's where it's, uh, it's called Colorblind. And Colorblind is just a really fun game of platforming, you know, in fact, most of these are platformers. Um, but yeah, this one has um, a lot of puzzle platforming because you're having to switch your colors. So, you know, you'll have uh, black and white, and which is kind of a cool detail that they added to it is like the music when it's black and white is kind of muted. It's it's not muted, but like dull, you know, it's like the world is. It's kind of in the background. It's very hard to hear. You know, it sounds, it sounds muffled. I'll put it that way. But um, then <laughs> when you get some color, suddenly there's a, a vibrant sound to it. You know, it's, it's a lot more like enthusiastic, I guess is the word. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like you've created more to the world. So that's why the music suddenly becomes more, uh, less muffled, you know, and more uh, lively. So yeah, that's really cool about that. But also there's other little details, like if you're pushing um, a, a square or something like that, little pop, uh, veins will pop out of his head, stuff like that. And uh, his hair shakes around. And the character himself is a eyeball with an iris that blinks and some sneakers. No arms, but legs and sneakers. It's weird, and it's an oddball freaking game. I love this game for that reason, in fact. But the color part is really cool because you'll have to collect these colors to make it so different uh, um, platforms will appear. But at the same time, you might make it so there's enemies that appear as well. Or even you'll be blocked off because a certain um, like platform will be in your way now that you have that color, and you have to wash that color off. You know, there's certain waterfall areas. So you have to wash off colors, you have to put new colors on, and like then you can get to a point where you can wash those off and then collect whatever color um, is after or maybe even before the waterfall. So that way now you can go through that same area without those enemies, or now you can collect a different coin or something like that. It's, it's really interesting and, and fun with that. And they have like different colors of the coins. Um, that's a whole collection objective, you know feel like doing that and it's really fun to do I'll admit I, I collected them all and they even give you this bonus stage after you uh, have beaten all the levels with all the coins uh, the only thing is the bonus stage is kind of a pain in the butt and I don't mean because of its difficulty it's uh, definitely difficult much more difficult than the rest but it's like a whole bunch of different challenges 
and um, you have this certain amount of time. You don't have to. Um, you can beat the level without that certain amount of time to get the extra achievement, you know. But uh, if you are going for that, it's really frustrating because if you take too long with anything, then you're going to definitely not get to the end in time because there's this little spot where you can drop down and that's supposed to be the final achievement. And it's not really worth it because every single time you take too long, you have to start the whole thing over. There's no restart button, so you have to go to the pause menu, exit out, wait for the title screen, click the title screen, then go to the level select, then go to the level, and then start the level and starts doing this uh, animation thing that you have to watch for a little bit, and then, of course, the level loads, and then you can start playing again from the beginning, every dang time. So it's a pain in the ass to do, and it's not too hard. I mean, it's definitely challenging, but once you get stuff down, you're, you're probably going to be able to beat it. It's just, if you mess up at all, you know, and then, and you're most likely not going to make it if you mess up more than like twice, three times maybe, at the max. And uh, then you have to restart it again. It doesn't matter how far you got, you got to restart from the beginning, from the level, uh, from the menu, and all that. And it just takes forever. It's so frustrating that they don't just have a restart button to start from the beginning all over again. It would be so much easier if they had that. But, um, and it's not really worth it because all it is is just, you know, spoiler warning if this is a big deal to you, but you drop down below the level and it's just another tiny little room right below the level. You can see the ending level right above it. Um, and it shows a thwomp, basically. That's it. Just a little reference to Mario. Okay, that was great. I got an achievement for it, so it shows I'm a badass, but other than that, it didn't really seem like worth at anything, really. I was hoping it would be like, you know, maybe it's a room full of coins that I can collect or something like that. Just something to feel satisfied with having done that so many times just to get this stupid achievement, you know? Um, so yeah, and plus, added to that, when you get that bonus level, they give you these special glasses, you know, which makes it so you can shoot enemies, but it's only for that level. You'd think that maybe you, they would give it so you could play all the rest of the game with this glasses that makes it so you shoot enemies a whole bunch. That'd be awesome. I would love that. You know, I'd play the game again, in fact, but they don't, and it's really frustrating. Uh, uh, the pu puzzle platform is very competent, you know, there's a lot of things going on and working together and working against each other to try to make it so you know you're having a big challenge and it is pretty darn challenging it's not like the most challenging but it's definitely challenging it's not like meat boy is what i'm saying it's uh it's really fun it's very colorful and i'll admit that's sort of my thing that's why i'm doing this list is because i'm kind of dumb when it comes to colors if something's colorful and shiny or see-through and shiny and colorful and all that, I'm, I just go dumb. I just go, oh, that's pretty. You know, I mean, it's, I don't know what it is about that stuff. I just think it's really, like, cool looking, you know? If it's colorful, like uh, Crash Bandicoot was another game, and I'd look at the dang gems that I've collected, you know, and it's really pretty looking because it's shiny and it's colorful and all that stuff. And it's just, I don't know, something about it that I've always liked. Um, but, yeah, this is a really fun platformer. It's really... It gives a challenge, but not too hard of a challenge, and well, except for maybe the last couple levels. Those are freaking challenging as heck, and a pain in the butt, because if you want to collect everything, they have checkpoints, and they even save the coins that you collect, but there's certain colors of, of coins, so you actually have to try to keep colors sometimes, and without, you know, uh, washing off those colors, because sometimes there's no way to get past something unless you figure out some secret or something. 
uh, to get past it to make it so you can collect those colors or sometimes you have to backtrack or sometimes you have to make sure that you don't get the checkpoint because if you do then that color's gone and there's no way to get back to get the color that you need and it's really frustrating with some of those last levels because you got some coins at like near the very end that that say is green you know and the only way to get the green color is all the way at the bottom at the first very beginning of the level so yeah it gets pretty friggin uh terrorizing really i'll put it that way it drives me nuts but it's a really fun time though anyways and you know you'll feel satisfied once you've beaten the level because it's, it's kind of grueling sometimes but it's also just a fun time it's it's a cheesy kind of oddball story it's basically just this character these two eyeballs one's a girl one's a guy the girl gets kidnapped the usual type of thing by of that but it gets kidnapped by this like brain looking cloud that's a pirate I don't understand. It's such a weird game. I mean, there's so much to this that's such an oddball type of thing. And I think that's sort of what drew me to it. And so, yeah, I'd say something. I mean, check this one out because it's definitely got a lot to it that's worth checking out. And it's a free game, if I, be I believe so. So, yeah, it's something you can play on your own without having to uh, shell out some cash. Um, next up, number three. Uh, actually, I'd say... Yeah, I guess this will be number three. It's kind of hard to place these two since they're very similar, but they do have something different with each one. So, uh, overpainted. Have you ever played, uh, say, what's it called? Not what's it called. Uh, I know it's 007 Goldeneye multiplayer, but uh, if you did the paintball cheat is what I was thinking of, uh, then yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The paintball, you just shoot a wall for a while and it's like covered in all these different colors. You know, and that's basically how this game works. It's that you're a block, it's a platformer, and uh, yeah, it, you uh, have to jump and then jump again to make it so paint squirts out of you. You know, in fact, I, I think there's a, I don't know if it's a update type of game or something like that, but it's called Ink. It's basically the same sort of thing. I don't know if it's the same game entirely. I'm pretty sure it's not. It might have like different levels and things like that, but uh, it's, it's, uh, Overpainted is a really fun game. It's a pretty grueling platformer, though. Eventually, it does get to levels of, like, uh, Meat Boy and stuff like that. You have bosses in it that you have to, you know, kill in a certain way, but uh, mostly it's a gimmick of you can't see anything in the level. It's completely black, and you have to start jumping to squirt this paint everywhere, and, yeah, it looks like paintball all over the walls. You know, that's why I mentioned that. Or, like, uh, maybe even the cheat from... Uh, Turok that gives pretty colors, you know, and that that's kind of what it does. It's got this really cool look to it, you know, and uh, you know that's something I love about these type of games. But uh, Overpainted has a lot of you know different platforming elements. You have to actually kill the bad guys in order to even exit the level. There's a uh, a paintbrush usually in the worst freaking spot ever, so you have you have to try that a hundred times. As well as there's a you don't have to do them at the same time, so that's something good. But uh, there's another objective of beating the game first time without dying, um, or the first uh, level first time without dying, because um, each time you die, whatever paint you've put put on the level, it's still there. Um, so if you beat the game like that, it considers it to have been, you know, a death in the level. You have to restart so that it's completely black, and you have to try to remember uh, every, where everything is, such as spikes. You can't see where spikes are until you either smash into them or you get some paint on them, you know? And that makes it sort of difficult, too. Uh, moving around also paints the place, um, but that's only the ground or the side and the walls if, you are, um, if you're if you 
you're sliding down them. So yeah, there's some wall jumping, there's some uh, a ton of platforming, and it's a really difficult game. It's basically Meat Boy, but with paint, and, and you can't see any of the level until you start painting it. And it's really fun, really challenging. Uh, it kind of a, a pain in the butt, in fact, I would say. I, I, I almost hate this game for how hard it is, but I think that's the way most people feel about games like this. And I'm not even a rage game type of person. I don't like rage games, um, but this is one of those that I actually really loved and just friggin' enjoyed to the max, I guess is the word. Uh, to the max? I don't think anybody says that anymore. Um, to the max! To the extreme! No, um, so yeah, like, uh, Overpainted is one of them, but then there's also, uh, number two, uh, Splash Up, which is basically the same type of thing, the same idea. You can't see anything of the level until you start painting around or, you know, uh, splashing into stuff. But this time you're a ball instead of a block. So now there's a this other challenge of using momentum and speed and trying to get around the level like that. You know, you can't exactly jump, so you have to like roll up to something and then push left. Say you roll to the right up a ramp, that makes it so you fly up some and then you push left and then suddenly you use that momentum to sort of land yourself on the next platform up or something like that. You know, if there's a big gap, you have to uh, use the momentum of going right first and then left to get over that gap and there's a lot of that going on and there's also a secret thing in there to collect yeah, that objective of beating it the first time without dying so yeah there is that as well um but yeah it's really fun it t sort of takes the same idea of overpainted if you want more of that but with a different concept to it uh, uh splash up is really fun with that it's also kind of more fast paced i'll say um because you're using speed you're using uh you know, uh, momentum and all that to try to do loop-de-loops or, or uh, get up to a higher spot, you know, and even, you know, trying to find the freaking secrets that are a pain in the butt, too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's really fun. If you like Overpainted, then you'll like Splash Up. But I will say both of those games are very rage-inducing kind of difficulty. So challenging. Um, but a lot of fun to do anyways, you know. <laughs> uh, so there you go with that. Then lastly, number one is Nihilumbra. I don't think I'm pronouncing that right, but it's spelled N-I-H-I-L-U-M-B-R-A. So yeah, Nihilumbra. I don't know, but yeah, that's a freaking great game. It's really cool. It's got this uh, interesting story. You're basically a part of this void that's been like trying to devour Earth, and you as this little blob uh, just happen to pop out of it and have this consciousness of your own. So you start traveling. And then you find a uh, the first humanoid-like thing you run into is a scarecrow. So you take the form of that, and then you find out there's a whole bunch of platforming and there's evil creatures around that you're trying to kill, which are unique-looking, by the way. They look very unique, almost like uh, uh, strings or not strings, um, lines. A whole bunch of lines that are put together to create the monster, and it's kind of artistic in that way. Uh, in fact, there's a lot of artistic stuff about this game, like the backgrounds look almost like oil paintings, and the levels themselves have this art style to it as well, you know, and uh, the enemies, of course. And I'm just a fan of scarecrows, so the fact that you get a change into a scarecrow when you see that, I think it's really cool. Um, but added to that is just the game mechanic, which is these different colors. You can get, like, uh, blue, that makes it so... When you draw on the screen, you have to actually paint it yourself on the screen, which is really cool. Um, which is also kind of 
difficult because then you have some parts where you're trying to platform you're being chased by the void who's destroying everything you know right behind you so you have to run and platform but you also have to try to draw at the same time so you're constantly switching fingers or using multiple fingers at the same time it's kind of just really dynamic in that respect it's very interactive i'll put it that way because you feel like you're actually affecting the world by painting it so blue makes it so uh if you draw on the ground it'll be frozen so it's slippery you know and i know that's like a dreaded type of gameplay mechanic but in this it's supposed to be useful actually because you can make it so say uh you have an enemy chasing you you paint the ground with ice you jump away and then they start slipping on that ice and fall off into a, a, a thing of spikes you know uh, maybe in, in the wall or in a pit um as well as you can use that to your advantage because it makes it so you're faster so there might be a gap that you can't get across and if you uh you know put a whole bunch of the blue paint and then you run it across it it'll make it so you speed up and then you can have enough momentum to get across this giant gap and there's all kinds of stuff like that there's also a green that makes it so everything's bouncy so whatever surface you put it on is now bouncing around it can make it so maybe you're trying to bounce up to a higher level so you have to bounce off the wall and off the next wall then you know you finally get up to the platform there there's red which makes it so everything burns there's a uh, brown which I honestly, I don't remember what brown does. Does it add ground to the level? I think it does. It makes it so you can walk on certain things that you can't normally walk on. Um, then there's yellow, which actually is uh, electricity, which is kind of cool because there's the levels that you have to do that with is, uh, for one, you have to draw from whatever electrical appliance, I'll say, <laughs> like a light maybe, um, to a battery, and that'll suddenly power it, you know? Um, but at the same time, uh, in those levels, it's uh, a city, and it looks like as if it's sort of a theory fodder type of thing, because it looks like it's one of those uh, post-apocalypse worlds. You know, there's no life anywhere. There's just the remnants of what was living there before. I thought that was just an awesome, like, thing that they added to it. Uh, kind of reminds me of how Cannabolt, uh, I think that's what it's called, the Endless Runner that was on Flash as well as is on phones now. Um, how that had this background of like the world being destroyed by some alien I thought that was kind of really cool even though there's no real story to it but it gives you this tiny little bit of lore of what's going on you know so yeah I, I thought that was cool that Nihilumbra does something like that where you have this whole city but there's no signs of life so it's like that void you can see the damage it already did or maybe it was uh, through some kind of other means that all life died on this planet um, so yeah, it's really interesting, really cool in that respect, but, um, more than that is, there's also, uh, um, after you've beaten the whole game, no spoilers, um, you actually can go backward and, you know, play the entire game again, but, uh, from the ending to the beginning, trying to, like, uh, get rid of the void, you know, and, uh, sort of take out the void, destroy it, you know, finally. And it's a really cool gameplay mechanic and how they did everything with that, as well as it adds some things, like uh, it has these flowers that will suck up color, so you can't paint in certain spots now. And that gets really frustrating, but it also makes forces you to sort of think outside the box. You know, here's what everything we taught you how to play the game, now we're going to take that away, and it makes it so it feels like you're playing an entirely new game, you know? In fact, you kind of are, because you're going backwards, you know, instead of forwards. Um, but yeah, it's really cool, and, and very interesting how they did that. Added to that, this is something rare for a mobile game, 
there's a third time to play through, except for uh, it's basically the same game this time around, but uh, you have this strange story now. The first story is kind of artistic. It's almost like uh, Inner Thoughts, I think. I could be wrong on this, but it seems like it's the Inner Thoughts of this you know, uh, void blob thing that turns into a scarecrow, your character. Um, and yeah, because he has doubts. It's not him talking to himself. It's like someone else talking to him. Like it's his conscience, his doubts and fears and tells him, you know, you're never going to make it, you know, just join back with the void and all that stuff. It sounds like it's supposed to be someone else. But then, of course, it's also somewhat encouraging at points, as well as it seems to only be following you. It's not when the void is around. So maybe it's that part of your brain that's still part of the void. You know, since you came from that void, you, uh, you know, gained your own consciousness. It's really cool with that. But at the same time, the third time through, it's just this off-the-wall... Uh, comedic spoof of itself, I guess. You know, it starts talking about, like, somewhat of the commentary of making the game, somewhat of, like, at one point they start talking about marriage or something. It's like, what the world's going on here? It's a funny story. So, yeah, they actually give you an unlock of a new uh, playthrough, you know? So that's not something you see often. I mean, the fact that they did it twice, I have seen that somewhat. Um, and most times it's usually just higher difficulty. It's like, oh, great, thanks for making it harder that feels like a great reward uh no i don't i don't consider higher difficulty a great reward um but yeah uh the fact that they uh, made it so you get three times to play this game so that's a lot of replayability right there um but yeah the story is really good the graphics are really good they're sort of hand-drawn looking um and the gameplay is pretty darn difficult it gets it gets hard doing not just the platforming, but the puzzling as well. It's not, in my opinion, it's not exactly a puzzle platformer. It's a, a platformer and a puzzler, you know? I mean, like, as if two separate things. Because you'll have times where you're doing all this platforming and all that, and even puzzle platforming, but then you have times where you're trying to figure out some kind of puzzle separate from the platforming, just starting to figure something out and how to progress, you know? As well as, or, you know, something where you have to... Uh, destroy a creature, you know, and you have to figure out how you're supposed to do that in a certain way And it's really fun to do. It's just a lot of different things going on with it that make it really cool and You know you have to race color sometimes you have to uh, use um, Different uh, Combinations of the colors not mixing the colors, but you know, you'll have like a certain thing where you slide as fast as you can with the ice blue color and then bounce off uh, with the green color and makes it so you can get to a high and far gap, you know So now you've used both the momentum of the ice as well as the bounce to finally get up to this giant high spot at the top And then maybe you have to do something else with the red as well to burn something You know, it's it's really interesting how they did this whole thing, but it's also really cool. I love the enemies. They're very creative It's a unique look to it. So it's not only artistic, but it's unique so yeah, that's what I'd say about this game. It's awesome. It does cost money for this one. I believe the rest, in fact, yes, the rest are all free. Um, so yeah, you got lots of free ones, but this one is actually worth the price because um, not only is it a very long and interesting and fun type of game, but you actually get more out of it because of the replayability. So I would say that's definitely something to check out and get, you know. Try out the first, I think it's, uh, you can do the demo type of thing, or at least, if nothing else, you can play the first few, like, about a half hour, because I think it's after a half hour you can't refund, 
but you can buy it, try it, and then refund it if you're just not into it after a little while. So check it out, I'm telling you, it's really great. I love this game. Um, I love all these games, really. I, I play them from time to time, go back to them, you know. Uh, and in fact, Neil Halumbro is one of the first mobile games I played. To a quick mention, I know this has nothing to do with painting or colors or anything, but I wanted to do a uh, quick mention of a game called Typo Man. It sort of reminded me, Nihil Umbra sort of reminds me of that because the creatures look somewhat the same, except for with Typo Man, it's more that they're uh, made out of words. So the word hate will suddenly, you know, come together, stack up on, it sh on its ends, you know, and uh, twist and sort of sharpen and look like some kind of creature, you know, as well as yourself, the hero, is actually uh, the word hero. The H is his legs, the E is his body, the R is part of his, uh, the top half of his body and his arms, and then the O is the head. It's backwards, I know. Uh, but uh, the only thing is that game is really janky. It's got some major issues that look like they're never gonna be fixed, but um, it's with the gameplay itself, not like glitches or, you know, bad controls or things like that it's more like there's parts where it doesn't quite work right in the game like uh, swinging from one thing to the other there's a spot in I think it's the second level that is so frustrating because there's no way to just do it you have to get it just right and uh, like I tried multiple times and then quit playing it and then for some reason at some point I decided to try it again and again it still had the same issue but somehow I figured out how to do it and I got past that as well as there's uh, to make things work, you have to spell the word on or like gate to open a gate, you know, things like that. You're using letters, you're picking them up or rolling them around. And uh, um, when you do on, it makes this platform go up. The only thing is you have to hopefully jump onto the platform in time or you have to take the O back off and then put it back on again, you know, wait for the platform to go back down, put the O back on and then, you know, but it has this animation time so you can't just jump right away. You have to wait for the freaking thing to turn on and then start moving, and then you can try and get on there. So yeah, there's a lot of issues with that, but it is a fun game. I just wanted to quickly mention it. I don't know why. It just sort of, Nihilumbra sort of reminds me of Typo Man. So there you go. It's really cool. It's a great concept, um, but it can be frustrating with its own mechanics. There, that's what I'd say is the mechanics are all janky. Um, so yeah, it's a jank game. Also, the last boss is super difficult. I Did I beat that? Yeah, I did. Okay. Heck yeah, I thought I didn't. Because I tried all, over and over and over. And I think I remember giving up and just stopped playing it. Then finally I got back to it and, and I was able to beat this stupid boss. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really tough boss. I mean, it's kind of goes against the gameplay it's already been given you. You know, it's, it's like suddenly now giant spike in difficulty. So yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it's a great one. Let's move on to Honorable Mentions. Uh, honorable Mentions is going to be filled with just the sort of puzzle games that you might have played. Like I Love Hugh. There's a series of that. There's two games in that um, series. It's just making a gradient from bottom to top or from one corner to the next. Say it's uh, um, purple. You know, you'll have a light purple at the bottom and one in one square and then a dark purple at the top in the, in the other corner. And so now you have to sort of blend and switch around the colors till finally it gets to be where it's a gradient of, of light to dark, you know? And then there's even other colors. So like you could do, um, 
it starts from red and then gets to green. So you have to sort of ease it from red to orange to yellow to, you know, blue to green somehow. I don't know exactly. It's... Then there's Color Zen as well. That one's a pretty cool one. It's almost like you're seeing these abstract paintings and then you have to sort of puzzle your way to uh, change each color to make it so it eventually blends into the border color. So basically you're making the picture into one solid color. Color Zen is actually really challenging, in fact, I, and it's a fun game to play. I'd say check this one out as well. Uh, as for dishonorable mentions is Blendoku, which is basically I Love Hue. Um, a little bit different on the mechanics, but that's what I mean. It's not that it's a bad game at all. It's just in dishonorable mentions because I didn't feel like it was as fun. I don't know why. It's weird, but they're both basically the same game. A little bit of difference, but yeah, it just wasn't as fun for me. Um, then uh, Flood It, or Color Flood, or Fill the Color, I don't know what, how to explain it, but basically it's one of those games, there's a whole bunch of them is what I'm saying, a whole bunch of games like this, and it's basically what you might have played in high school, where you take MS Paint and do a whole bunch of different colors of spray paint, you know, the spray can tool, and then you start using the bucket tool to start in a spot and start trying to change the colors a whole bunch. Uh, and flooding it every single time till finally it starts spreading out spreading bigger and then you know you're filling the whole page with one color you know after uh, multiple multiple times of of doing this paint uh, paint can so yeah it's it's really fun to play it's just it is in dishonorable mentions because it's uh, it gets a little kind of fast you know and these games you know they they took the idea of that and then just uh, added like a timer on it or certain amount of moves you have to do it in or things like that little objectives and yeah it's a fun time i love playing it i still go back to it sometimes but it's a very casual kind of game and not very uh it doesn't have any lasting power so that's it you know there you go uh so to be buried alive like and subscribe and get notified to be revived next time die everybody